All right, and so we are here for the Loser Hour, episode five, and I am joined by my good friend and longest friend, Joseph Van Meter. How you feeling today, Joey? It's a, it's a good day. It's a long day. Got a lot of driving ahead. Yeah, I did a lot of driving today, too. You yeah. uh, you came back from Tahoe. I, I went to yeah, Tahoe well, today. Yeah, coming from slow in the front first oh, place. Oh, God, so yeah. You just, this whole weekend is driving for you. Across the state, man. So we we got um we got the loser list this week and on that loser list we got we got movies, we got TV and we got politics this week. So little little political. Little political. Little. But it's going to be good political. It's not going to be just ranting about things. So we're going to we're going to start it off with some movies. I'm going to tell Joey a little bit about Detective you saw you saw Detective Pikachu. Yeah, I saw Detective Pikachu. So I'm going to tell him a little bit about it, and I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't seen it. I've it heard was really uh, good things, man. Yeah, it was it was fun. I, I had only seen the trailer, so it was fun going into it only you know knowing a little bit about what was going on. So Detective Pikachu, directed by Rob Letterman. Never heard of of Rob Letterman. But it's got Ryan Reynolds in it as the voice of Pikachu, and then the other it's it's Justice Smith. I'm not sure who that is, but he was good. He was the kid, and he was really good. Oh yeah. So is he not in? I think he was in. Was it Jurassic World? Maybe the sequel. Yeah, he. I'm might. not sure which of them. He uh, he tagged along, and he had a lot of gag jokes. Yeah, but he, he was, was mostly he was. afraid. Yeah, like, he was the, the kid. Right. He, he was so yeah. That's the only other thing. In in apparently he was in Paper Towns. I don't remember him, but so he's okay. he's okay. So the first ha- I'm I'm gonna pretty much just talk about the f- the the first act of this movie because the second act and third act is where things happen that I don't want to spoil. Right. But okay. you get every if if you're a Pokemon fan, you get every Pokemon. You start this movie off with like this scene on this grassy area. And these two kids walking. One kid dressed like Ash. He's oh. got a red hat on. He's got the same jacket. He's right. wearing a backpack. He's talking like the to the Pokemon yeah. trainer. Garb, yes, as he, he's yeah. he's talking to the main character and he's telling him, "You need to. Get, you're the only kid in town that needs to get a Pokemon. So why haven't you got a Pokemon? And I brought you out here to get a Pokemon. And you hear this crying Pokemon, and it pans over and it and it's uh, Cubone or whatever the hell you know the the, oh. the one with the skull mask over his face. Yeah, he's and, got like a he's yeah, in yeah. his hand. He's got he's, another like. Bone. And he he makes a reference to the oh he's the saddest of Pokemon, and you know you're both lonely, so you have things in common. You'll be you'll be good together. Sure. So he goes and tries to catch him. You know he's he doesn't want to, but he tries to catch him and he fails. And you know it's that then the movie opens up with the, he's got this just total disdain for Pokemon, and you're like fuck okay, this kid. Yeah. Like he's right. he seems like a total asshole. And he gets this call right in the beginning, right after he he tries to catch the Pokemon, he gets a call. And you learn that his dad has died in the main city. So he's got to go and collect his things. So he gets there and he talks to the police chief and the police chief tells him, you know, your dad was a good man, blah, blah, blah. And you realize within the first 10 minutes that he does not like his dad. He, his dad okay. has chose his profession and Pokemon over him. And that's why he has this disdain for Pokemon and his yeah, dad. Yeah, he wants nothing to do yeah. with it. So he, right. but he's got this piss poor attitude, all this stuff. It's like how he, old, how old is the kid he, in the, in the movie? He, I believe you get, is it like you a teenage know. rebelliousness thing? He's an, he's, he's an accountant 
So I'm guessing he's over. You get at one point. Okay. Uh, you get at one point a flashback, a flashback of him with a birthday card that says 21. But I believe he's over 21. He's probably about 23, okay. 24. And he's and he's he, not. He's just he he's the only person yeah. in town that that doesn't have Pokemon. He just he lives in a small town. He does his accounting. Is that like an? Is this a society where everybody has? Everybody has like, a Pokemon. So it's like ubiquitous. Just like it's like their pet. Everybody okay. has a Pokemon. Okay. It's like their thing, and they have a Pokemon that right. pretty much describes their their personality okay so it's like you know it it that's how this movie goes so want a charmeleon yeah so you you pretty much you learn like he doesn't like his dad he goes to the apartment he meets this girl that's like skulking around the apartment that becomes his love interest in the movie that's a reporter and she's trying to figure out what happened to his dad and he's like i really don't care i'm just here to pick his things up you know it it doesn't it doesn't matter to me so he goes into the room and that's when he finds these little vials and they're f- they're filled with this weird like pinks purple stuff and it's got an r on it he cracks it open and it, this gas comes out it looks like purple gas and it starts choking him and it goes out the window and it goes up through another window and it infects these other pokemon they're a next gen pokemon that i had never seen before so then right. you see their eyes change and then they start going crazy okay. so you learn right away okay there's something going on here yeah. with that purple gas makes pokemon crazy okay because pokemon battles have been outlawed they have them as like a sport so all the under the, there's an underground pokemon battle world you have like a license to it, you, to battle yeah you have so to be a legit unlicensed yeah, you have to be like a legit trainer it's like the nfl type oh, of thing okay. so it's and like if you're not yeah and the okay. big city is ran by this guy who's just you know He's all about Pokemon. The Don Giovanni. No, he's a so the, the main the main guy that that runs this I city in the beginning. I, I he he yeah. is this like you know he's super rich, and his son is like the heir to the throne. He's he's in a wheelchair and he's you know he's like Pokemon saved my life and blah blah blah. And so he's this guy that he's made this city revolutionary. So you think like okay, so there's something up with this guy and his and his son. You learn that right. the son's kind of a dick, and he, he on camera he acts like he loves his dad, but off camera he's a total fucking piece of shit, and treats all the he, they control all the media, all that kind of sh- shit. So they're controlling the narrative. So this movie has a bunch of like there's there's plot points that are hinted to that okay you can see like this is where we're going, but then it twists in the third act, which is you know very it, it's something However that was it something right. something that was just really really nice. So. Pretty much from there, you know, it's just Pikachu is roaming around his apartment. And he's like, he doesn't want nothing to do with Pikachu. He's just like, what are you doing here? And he's just like, sure. I have this hat. And he's like, I don't remember anything. I have amnesia. I have this hat that says, if lost, find, you know, Harry so-and-so. Sure. And, and he's like, well, I hate to break it to you. You know, Harry's dead. So then Pikachu kind of just like, what? What happened? It was like. You know, then Pikachu won't let it go. He wants to figure out what happened to himself, and he was yeah, like, like if, what's if going if on? He was a detective. I must have been his partner. So something. If I'm still alive, and they think I'm dead, then something must have happened. They're not telling you. So then it just goes into oh. this. Now they're searching for what happened. And like they, a noir yeah, kind of. Yeah, and you have this. I I purposely didn't say what the very opening before the Pokemon trainer scene it was because it's oh. very pivotal. Okay. But there's something that happens in the very beginning of this movie involving Mewtwo. And oh, nice. and th- what will you know, it it's it a explained. throwback. I think the first movie was the yes. very f- yes. the Pokemon, the first movie yes. was like a Mewtwo and villain dude, sp- movie. Speaking of that, 
they gave you Pokemon cards when you bought a ticket. So I was oh, like, they oh, did? yes. Now that. But dude, like, this that movie. That takes me back. This movie was funny. Like, Ryan Reynolds was perfect as Pikachu. He, right he's on. addicted to coffee. So they go to, like, <laughs> coffee bars, and he just drinks coffee like like it's not coffee. Exactly. Like, it's water. He's just drinking coffee. And he can't he can't do he, he can't do his powers. So it's funny. Like he can't Oh, he, so he doesn't he, have, he, he doesn't know he's oh, nervous. So he doesn't know how to do his his powers and he's he's just like a bumbling idiot. He doesn't know how to control himself. So like and he and he doesn't remember who he is. And you get that and then you get his love interest has the uh Pikachu's? No. Pikachu's love interest or No, um, oh, no the the, gr- the 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 main character. The guy. Right. Yeah. Okay. His, his love interest is um so the Justice his the, name was. The yeah, the the Pokemon that she had was um she was like a she was a pro- reporter and he starts like asking her what information she has, you know, he uses her to to get to where he's going, get he's where he's going, but then he he ends up fall, you know, falling for her. She has a, a whatever the the duck Pokemon is. What is it? Oh, it's a Psyduck. Psyduck. Right. So she has a Psyduck, and the Psyduck and Pikachu scenes are absolutely hilarious <laughs> because Pikachu. The first thing he says is, "Why would you pick a girl that has a Psyduck as his Pokemon?" And he's like, "What's wrong with Psyduck?" Yeah. What's what's Pikachu just goes, "Well, don't you know that when Psyduck gets nervous, he emits energy like a bomb that could kill all of us?" <laughs> and he's like, "No, I wasn't aware of this." <laughs> Pikachu's just like, weren't you supposed to be a Pokemon trainer? It's just like right. all, this, all this type of shit. So That's throughout funny. the movie, Psyduck is like antagonizing Pikachu, and Pikachu has to <laughs> calm him down. And, you know, there's one part they're riding in the car, and Psyduck, he's like, remind me, or uh, Pikachu's like, remind me again why we're in a car with a ticking time bomb, <laughs> who's nervous right now. And Psyduck just puts his foot at Pikachu and goes, Psyduck, Psyduck. Pikachu understands the Pokemon. And the kid is the only one that can understand Pikachu, so Pikachu is oh, is saying right. what the Pokemon saying, and he's like, "No, I, it's kind of like you know, a Rocket and Groot and Avengers." Yeah, we'll get, yeah, we'll yeah. get to that, but that's how they speak. Like he can that's understand fun. the Pokemon, and he's like, "No, I will not rub your foot, Psyduck." <laughs> and just like Psyduck's <laughs> telling him he's going to get more nervous if he doesn't rub his foot. The, the Psyduck, oh, so Psyduck, so Psyduck speaks Psyduck's to him, fun, yeah, so or Psyduck's, is it like telepathic. Psyduck or? speaks in Pokemon when he goes Psyduck, Psyduck. He's speaking oh, to and Pikachu, Pikachu can understand understands him. That. And he do you do we understand it? Is no, it, no, oh, we we so don't. Just, the oh, audience, funny. the audience only understands Pikachu, just like <laughs> the kid. So all the other Pokemon right. speak like Pokemon, and like there's a part where the kid is like. Do you hear him? Do you hear him talking? And he's talking, and then it switches to the other person, and they're just hearing Pika, 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 P- Pika, Pika. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's funny because when he talks to, to Pikachu, they all look at him like he's crazy. So it's pretty entertaining. Like, But, yeah, it's, it goes from there. It gets better. It, it reminded me, as weird as this is to say, it reminded me of how Pixar makes their movies. It was okay. the style that... Like Pixar makes a movie that keeps a kid interested, yeah. but the story is smart enough and well crafted enough for an adult to pay attention to right. and and keep their interest. And most of the time, Pixar movies you could cry like the, the shit. The last fucking Toy Story movie, it's like you ball your eyes out at the end of that movie. Up like those movies, they they have so much emotion to them, like adult emotion, oh, yeah. and the kids just see that you know they they don't understand really the emotion. Because they're just I've seen you know. I've seen folks who so this, will hear the one of the tunes from the soundtrack to Up 
or one of those those uh, films, and we'll we'll break into tears. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, those not they, like overly sentimental folks this, either. It's just like this, they evoke. this movie in, in no means will make you want to cry, but okay. it's well crafted like a Pixar right. movie that the okay. adults can pay attention, keep their their mind interested in what's going on because yeah. there is a, a twist that comes that you kind of see coming, and then it takes a left turn that you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Okay. So it's like, okay, maybe I'm just, because I wasn't really well aware, but yeah, it was a right. complete surprise to me, the ending and everything was really, like the way it paid off, I was like, wow, that's satisfying, satisfying. Yeah, that's that's high praise, because you can't, you can't always say that, it's even of like blockbuster type, um, both films and television, I think, uh, even if even if it's a big deal, you don't necessarily you're not guaranteed a satisfying ending. You're not guaranteed a satisfying narrative. You're not guaranteed, um, you know, for character motivations, things that can be central, especially like in you know either earlier iterations or like with one director's vision versus another director's vision. You know, when they come afterwards, that sort of thing. And anyway, the idea being again that now uh, oh, I lose my place. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it, I I really enjoyed this movie. Yeah, I I, I give it like out out of a, a star rating, I would give it probably four and a half. I I wouldn't want to give it a five star, but it it's see this That's movie yeah. see this movie in theaters and enjoy it because yeah, if you're a Pokemon fan, if you grew up on that shit like I did, it is extremely satisfying. And I mean, listen, okay, yeah. that, I. I hate going to the movie theater. I love going to the movie theater, but I hate going to the movie theater on big releases because they're right. always packed and people can't shut the fuck up. It's like, right. it's, it, you know, what day and age is it? And people fucking talk in a movie theater, you know? And I was, I was trying to blow it off with this one because it was like probably 11 or Why 12. Why isn't that the sort of thing that's just like an absolute common point of civility? I'm thinking of, for example, think of, uh, when you're driving down the road, you hear sirens and lights behind you. It's an ambulance or a fire engine, you know, hauling, right? With the code, whatever it happens to be, yeah. you know, go time. And you see folks, different color cars, different size, different make, different model, different different oh, age, dude. all everybody. Yeah. I Over mean, to the side, man, get out the way. I mean, I see, I see people. Like, why isn't that? something it, of that sort it's, where it's, it's, it's just, just like understood dr you're just going to respect each other dri respect driving's yourself. a whole whole other topic because fuck oh. man people are just so fucking stupid i drive oh, all the time right right and it's just it's bad people don't they on if if southbound there's an accident people in the northbound lane are slowing down to look at the accident causing traffic in northbound rubber so neck. then there's yeah rub rubber necking yeah. like like why but that's besides the point right but you know it, it's it's just fucking one of those things. It's just people talk in movie theaters, yeah. and this was a an eleven or twelve year old kid. So I'm trying not to get mad. Oh right, but yeah, especially because at some level, you know, you you know that you, if you have uh, if you have an inner child at any level, yes, that's also His, enjoying Pokemon. My you know. my inner child was was flowing through this kid because he was screaming every single time a Pokemon would come on the on the screen. He knew every single one. He, oh, he right. I mean, right even when he, the new ones. I'm every sure. oh, all of them, every single yeah. one. Like you know, right away, Cubone, and then the opening. Like after that, you you get a pan over the city. You get Pidgeots flying. You get you get like oh, five or dude. six different Pokemon right back to back to back. And he literally was like, oh Pidgeot, oh Mew, oh like Ditto, like every I have single fond one. Memories like of a Pidgeot. I, you know the yeah. I mean, you know the fascinating. What's really fascinating about that is they 
they did a study recently and they were looking at the um you know they're comparing uh children or i guess teenagers adults whatever i think the study was comprehensive in that way but i I could be wrong i have to look it up what they were doing was they were comparing folks who had grown up with pokemon to uh you know at an early age had been exposed to at an early age uh to folks who had not and they were looking at essentially their their brain scans their brain waves and what regions of the brain were lighting up when they thought about or when they saw you know one of those pokemon what they found is that kids or these folks who had been exposed at an early age to pokemon the region of their brain that lights up or that uh that is activated when they see a pokemon is the same one that is it's the same one as uh when they like recognition of faces and uh, recognition of animals, right? And that, and you might say, well, that makes sense. But I mean, those are two like like major fundamental like that's, categories. That's and so Pokemon, it's it's and it's and for I know I know at what was I seven years old when I first learned about and started seeing and learning yeah. the Pokemon. When I see a Charizard, when I see a uh, you know a Bulbasaur, yeah. When, when I see even see some them, of the you, weird, yeah. you see them. It's like, oh yeah, I know exactly what that is. Uh, yeah. And it's not uh, yeah. you know not that I've have been in a long time like a major fan of Pokemon. You know, it's 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 nostalgic yeah. in a huge way, yeah, very right? much. So it's like you just see it. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. Instant. And then I mean, you know, you get all these, you get the the people with Pokemon Go and all that stuff. You get all the people that oh, were yeah. Pokemon fans that got back into it because of that, or right. they were always Pokemon, Pokemon Go was huge, know? and it was huge for a while. I mean, it still is, Enormous. dude. Like, I don't not even a year ago, there was a Pokemon like there was an there's every year there's probably it, it's a thing now you know National Pokemon Go Day and last year in in Lodi there were fucking people walking around like looking for Pokemon downtown right. like it was like a lot of people and I was like dude people still play that game it blew blew my I fucking mind it, yeah but I mean yeah Detective Pikachu go see it 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 really is worth it but the next movie I want to talk about Joey hasn't seen it I haven't seen it yet I'm I I don't you know, fuck this movie, so I'm going to spoil every bit of it because Joey Joey doesn't need to see this movie. This movie is a fucking total piece of shit. And it's on Netflix, and so, yeah, I mean, you can see it for no money at all if you have a subscription to Netflix. It's not really, you know, you're, you're not spending that much money. So it's got a stupid fucking title, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. It's the movie Is about that the Ted Bundy. Movie? Yes, it's the movie about Ted Bundy. I saw, they put that on the top of Netflix a couple yes. times, and every time so I've seen it, I've just it is Netflix's big release okay. right now, like their big one that that just came out. People have been anticipating this one. It it premiered at Sundance. It's um it's starring Zac Efron, and and don't get me wrong, he's great in this movie. He he is, and it's also got Lily Collins, and she is really good in this movie. It's 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 and John Malkovich shows up. It's got great performances. And there are some scenes in this movie that I absolutely loved. And they were pulled from straight reality. The thing about this movie is they marketed it as a movie about Ted Bundy, not about his girlfriend. It is a movie about his girlfriend and how and their relationship and how he fed her nothing but complete manipulation. And being that Netflix released this Ted Bundy's Tapes documentary series, which is fantastic, and you learned months before this that he was a complete sociopath. If you didn't know about Ted Bundy, he was a complete sociopath. He was a psychopathic murderer that murdered multiple women. I mean, he he murdered people and moved to states. They had him as a suspect. He would get away and then, you know, get re- 
recaptured. He broke out of prison multiple times. He went to, like, you know, his second time of breaking out of prison, he broke out through the roof of the prison, like, in his cell and broke out. And then he went to Florida and within weeks, you know, murdered three girls in a sorority house. Just back to back to back. You know, like, it was nothing. The dude was a psychopathic killer. And this whole movie, they're trying to... Did he... I mean, was the sort of... In terms of his victims, the folks that he had known or just folks that he had they, seen? They were all, if, if I'm... I, I believe only one. I mean, kill, don't get me wrong. Killing is killing, especially, you know, especially the sort of gruesome stuff. I, I Vile stuff you're talking about. I honestly believe that all of his victims... I'm going to look it up real quick. Yeah. That I, I believe all his victims were, were brunette, except for one. They all had a specific. Oh, they all had a specific. They all had a specific look. They were t- no. They were t- they were women. They were young women. Yes, they were all brunette except for one, one blonde. So they were all dark haired women, around the same age. You know, he he had something against. He, he something happened to him. Something that you know, and he was good looking. He was smart. He was you know. This is something that that being that you've studied law. He, he's something somebody that you should look into because he's very interesting. That he he went to he was going to law school. He's going to be a lawyer. So this movie focuses a lot around that, like that, because how he, old was he at the time? Do you know? He, he was young. Mm-hmm. He was he was in his twenties. Okay. And he, you know, I think he was about twenty five, twenty six. You know, I don't he, know that I was, knew. I don't know that I knew any serial killers in law school, but he, he, I would understand how that might drive somebody. To he he was he was a practicing like he he you know he was he was going to be a lawyer. Yeah. And he thought he was. he was a good lawyer. And okay, so the, so this movie, like I said, it, it focuses on his girlfriend, his longtime girlfriend. I believe he had a child with this woman, you know, like she only saw the good Ted and you see that. And I really wish that this movie would have been like, okay, when he's with her, you see this sweet, good Ted. But when he's not with her, you see the evil man that he is. But when he's always not with her in the prison, he's always saying, oh, I'm innocent. I'm just innocent. He's just, he's spewing the same garbage. And it's, and it's like, it's to the audience. It's to the viewer. He's trying to manipulate the viewer just like he manipulated his woman. And it's like, you know, throughout the whole movie, you have people telling the girl, you know, he's, he's obviously done this. And it's like, as the audience member, you're like, yeah, no shit. Like, you know. And it's why are they trying to tell us that, and, you know, you, you feel for her as a character and as a person. You feel for her. But at the same time, you're like, as an audience member, you're just, this is complete horseshit. You see nothing at all when it comes to any of the murders. You see nothing. It's been like, like all you it, all you see it, it pretty does, in a way that like does it doesn't sound like it glorified. Does it no 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 like, well, no whitewashed? Is oh, it, it, is it, it dismissive? Complete, like, to me, to me, it was like, hey, look how wise. look how pretty he was, and he was innocent. It felt like a movie that was preaching to the really? audience. Yeah, it felt to to me, it felt like they were you preaching to me. Sense, they were preaching to me that he was innocent, that he didn't do these things until the last wow. five until the last five minutes. Dude, seriously. And then did they give the, you like a Darth Vader moment? They in gave Rogue you. One, or they gave you. It? So she fucking, you know, he's in prison for the final time after all the Florida shit that happens. Okay. And she's like, I can't live with all of this. I, you know, I, I'll, I'll go back. This is to the end, but I'll go back and cover pretty much all of this. But she says she can't live with all this guilt and all this stuff. She has some guilt because she was the person that initially reported him to the police before they were dating. She knew a person that met the, the description of there was two of his victims that disappeared at a summer camp or some, some festival or something in Washington and drove a beige or a white Volkswagen Beetle 
and his name was Ted. She called and said he drives a beige Beetle, and they were like, oh, that you know, the description's close, but the car's off, the color's off. So, you know, that's, that's she always had this guilt thinking I was the one that put him away, and he's innocent. And so she went there to talk to him and say, you know, I was and the this one. this is that a person that had been manipulated by Manipulated him, by him. So you're, this final scene, you're like, okay, you feel it. Like, she's, yeah. she's suffered her whole life that she's thought he's innocent, and she's the one that put him here. She's like, just tell me. Like, you did it. Just tell me. And he's like, I'm innocent and blah, blah. And he's, she just finally says, no, you're not. What'd you do to that? that they found so-and-so with, like, just her head, like her head off of her body. What'd you do? And he, like... On the glass. Like what's in what's in the box? Yeah, type of thing. He she, she's asking him, and he's just looking at her, and he knows that he's caught, and he writes it on the window, hacksaw, and then oh, it flashes boy. back to him using a hacksaw, and it's you know that is all you get, and it's like okay, in some way I understand you don't want to glorify the guy, but at the same time you're making this fucking dude seem like an innocent person the whole movie, and then the reveal is that oh he used a hacksaw, like, dude, this fucking guy was extremely violent and this whole fucking movie is called extremely vile wicked ball you don't see any vile wicked shit you just hear about it right. and then he's telling the audience the whole fucking time that which he's to innocent. me sound, which again to me sounds dismissive i haven't seen the film it's just it's you know. bizarre and i feel right. like it was a marketing thing you know and like i said let, sounds let, like let me, some people did something let, me, you let know? me talk about the good of this movie because i feel like i'm just shitting all over it there are some good stuff like you know that a lot of the the court case stuff that you get when he, because he, you know, he broke out of a Colorado pr- uh, courthouse because he was notorious for having issues with his lawyers. Okay. And one of his lawyers was, you know, he 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 had problems with him, so he convinced the he convinced the judge to let him be co-counsel, and the judge let him be co-counsel because he knew his shit. So he was able to go into the the meeting room and everything without his shackles on and all that kind of stuff and do paperwork and all that all that stuff. He realized one day that he could possibly jump out the window. It's not that far. So then while he was in jail, he was jumping off of his top bunk in preparation for jumping out the window and preparing for this. And he was going to do it, and he knew when he was going to do it. And they they did all of this in the movie, and, and that was a nice touch. And then they do him jumping out the window and running into the forest like he did. And he had switched his clothes and ran into the forest. And they, they had did that, and that was, that was a nice touch. And then the se- when he gets caught, he goes back to, to trial, and he ends up you know pushing his lawyer pretty much away. His, his lawyer's doing everything he can, and he hates everything he's doing. He's sitting next to his lawyer, telling his lawyer to object, and his yeah. lawyer's like, "No," and he's like, "Object," and he's telling him, and you know, this was a mm-hmm. famous moment because this was the first court, this was the first case tried on television, so he knew that, oh, and he knew he had a personality, so the whole stuff in the courtroom is all just, you know, straight off of actual footage, so I mean, you can't, it's it's well executed. But it's like my same thoughts on on Bohemian Rhapsody. It's like that movie's a piece of shit, except for the last 20 minutes of the footage that they nailed off of actual footage because they have actual footage to go off of. So it's like they have actual footage to go off of this, and the performances are are great. You know, the judge judge in the actual footage is great, and he's played by John Malkovich. So it's it's just, it's good stuff. But... Yeah, this movie tonally and, and just structurally, I, I did not enjoy it. I, yeah. I would not recommend this movie to anybody. I, to my worst enemy, I wouldn't recommend this fucking movie. <laughs> but, I mean, if you have a fascination with Ted Bundy, watch it. But you're going to be disappointed because you don't see 
really anything. The the tapes are what you need you should, to see. You should watch some other things. Yeah, I mean, you have a fascination. Well, with some people, Bundy. I don't know, man. You, I got a fascination with serial killers. They just that that whole thing, just how people can get that fucked up to do something like that and continue to do it and then, like hide their fucking bodies under floorboards and shit. It's just the mind, like how they how they how they get that was it, there. Was it, it? Do you remember the um the I think the mosque shooting in New Zealand. Where the guy, I guess, had published, if it was just online, he posted online. Yeah, a, his like manifest a, like a or manifesto whatever. or something. And I guess, I guess in New Zealand, it's unlawful to possess or read it. Yeah, yeah. No, um, they, they've passed. And, they've. Passed and I know I, I, I read it. I had to read that. I, not because, not in particular because he had a high body count or something. Yeah, but some you, you were, you were curious like that. Not so much curiosity either. It to me, it's kind of a know your enemy kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. I can right. See it, yeah. Like I, like if I can understand what cancer of thought, um, you yeah. know, infected this person, and I mean, maybe I th- we can guard against I, that. And I think that's a lot of people's like fascination like with I serial killers that, as well. Okay. They, they, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah a yeah, lot yeah, of people like have a, a morbid fascination with that kind of things, but a lot of people also have a of a weird fascination on how to solve that problem. And that's a, there's a there's a great show on Netflix called Mindhunter, all about the the initial group in I believe it was the FBI that uh, the criminal behaviors and criminal science that pretty much they oh. they went and talked with actual serial like killers building, to get in, to get into their mind building and, profiles uh, yeah and, and understand why these people do the things they do so they can they can stop them and you know I've yeah. I've always had a theory on it too like that this was bigger and more prominent when. We didn't have advanced DNA and stuff like it. Don't get me wrong; that there are probably serial killers out there still, but back in the day, like look at the the, the '60s, '70s, and '80s, they were. You have to imagine it would have been easier to get away. Yeah, with there it was a, a lot time. of them, yep. and the body counts were really high, and and the shit was morbid, and it was like there's. A, I mean, dark, there was there was there was three or four around this area, you know, and and it's like one in one in. Dude, I read about a Tokay gal who just got. It was just n- a nightmare sort of thing, like f- in from the eighties. Oh, yanked and taken to. That was my mom. One of my mom went to high school. Uh, she, she went to high school with her. That was her one of her friends. Yeah, I know that story. Oh, yeah, yeah. I read about. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember reading about her. That's yeah. That, and wow. I mean, that's, I mean that that is actually like a Lodi thing. Yes, might, and I mean back in the her. back in the wow. day, a lot of things, a lot of things like that were more prominent because of yeah. of technology not being where it is today. And I mean, right. you know, like we don't. There are people that are evil out there, but I mean, fuck, man, with like a, like a Ted Bundy type of evil, it's like I don't know if we see a lot of that kind of shit. Like, Be harder like, to get away with. It, it it's like you don't you don't see a lot of fucking m- women going missing like just in multiple states like that. I mean, it's just, just fucking some some crazy stuff. But may these things not repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. But let's uh, okay. So I want to get your thoughts on Avengers because I mean I just we'll just briefly go over this and then we'll move on to the next. We'll just move on to the yeah because I have stuff. I, yeah because I have a couple thoughts. One one of them we'll, is in yeah, Avengers we'll, and we'll dovetail to that later. Yeah, but I do. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on what what do you think of it because I loved it. I went and saw it again, and yeah, I don't so like it twice. I don't like these movies necessarily. Like you know I. I think they're well crafted, but they're formulaic to me. Yeah. Like, and you know, I I wasn't a fan of Black Panther like everybody else was. I okay. wasn't a fan of all. I, I'm not like. I, I just don't. Black Panther. I, it was good. It was a good movie. It it, it was yeah, it was yeah. just follows the same formula. You know, you yeah. know what's going to happen. The hero, the hero, you get the hero in the beginning, then the hero's 
you know has to, he has to overcome his failure and right. you know, and his enemy and all this shit and you know right. he's in no danger at all so it's just that kind of shit just you know there's got to be some stakes there's no yeah. stakes yeah so that sounds right avengers though there there's stakes there's fucking stakes in endgame and you're like and I and I was really impressed with uh, the way they presented them. I I didn't I've seen Endgame once, but I saw Infinity War probably while it was in theaters. I think I saw it maybe four times, maybe yeah, five. I, to, I I saw Infinity War twice. I I went to see it a bunch. Um, and, and I, I think and, and still still after seeing this one twice, yeah, Infinity War, still I I I prefer it. You I, prefer I, Infinity I prefer War to yes Endgame. to end, to Endgame. I yeah. I do prefer it because because. Thanos is just—he's just a fucking great villain. He's a great those movie, villain. Those movies lack a that lot of first great one keeps him. It keeps him at least in terms of what they presented. It keeps him altruistic. I mean, what I mean by that is he has like this. Um, this at least he thinks of it as a benevolent or good motivation and the argument being about about scarcity about the universe being finite and so in order for life to continue life must be and, and yeah. so oh, you know and gamora gets on him yeah, for this so, sort of thing so, so he good. explains it in infinity war as this like you know malthusian population control thing and and at the end of at, at the end of infinity war you're given you know thanos smiling as he says, on you know, on a grateful universe, yeah. the sunsets and yep. that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and and Endgame I mean, takes that. Endgame, oh, Endgame undoes that. That that line, um, that line, uh, like, it's just, it's right in the beginning, that that yeah. that you know, he, he the, the whole the whole the whole part with you know, we we can spoil this one. Yeah, yeah. I think the whole Thanos chop getting his head chopped off in the oh, beginning yeah. had me com- the first time I saw it had me completely thrown off. I was like, "What the fuck are they going to do now?" He's making soup like like, a, like this retired and, holy warrior. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah. what does he say there? He he says, uh, "Does he say I'm inevitable? I am inevitable there, or is that that's at the end? I know for sure it comes back towards the end. But I doesn't think he, he may say have that made some reference to it? Yeah, because I think because yeah, I, I um, think he's, he he makes when he says that he destroys the stones. Yeah. I think he makes reference to the idea that if you tr- they tried to play some sort of re- like re- whether it's a reality stone, time stone, yeah. he doesn't call them out, but we can imagine, you know, like Strange does yeah. rewinding things, like he d- yes. like Thanos did rewinding the mind stone from being destroyed by yeah. uh, uh, Wanda, and then you know having it again, yep. and he tells them, look, there's I destroyed the stones, so you're not going to do anything about this. This is done. Which, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you follow his logic, and this is, and I think this is why he's also a good villain, because I don't know how much I like my villains to have a point, and not, I want them to have a point, right? I think it's, I think it's good, and I think it makes a compelling villain for them to have, you know, some whether it's something of value or something sensible um, that drives them, or as to, in terms of a motivation, but I think at the same time, I don't know that we have a duty to present in fiction like good and virtuous things. I think that it is good to do that. And so if our villain is actually the guy who's in the right, I think there's a flaw of writing or imagination. At the same time, it's a big it's a bigger broader thing to bring it bring it back to Thanos. Um the second movie, you know, he says, I think I think it's before like the great battle as it were. Um I think he makes some reference to the idea that uh he's going to unmake the world because he's realizing after everything oh, yeah. that they've done, or everything they're trying to do to undo what he says he basically already did. Again, this is a time travel uh, movie, he, so he, it... He, I mean, he's no, he says, he, he straight says, 
you know, I I am going to. I am. I've, I've yep, learned. Yep. I've learned that that but I've done my duties, yep. but the world wasn't great. For yeah, ingrates like you are going to try to yeah. so mess with it. So what I've learned now that I must do is destroy your planet. I'm going to unwrite yeah, everything and inhabit it with people that will care. And then yeah, yep. that's when Captain America says it'll be it'll be inhabited, you know, built on blood. And then he says they'll they'll never know because you won't be here that's to it. tell them. Right. So it's just like, oh fuck! You yeah, know, he's you're gonna like, wipe out. Ev- yeah, he's, yeah, he's saying, yeah. "I'm gonna wipe out everything everybody. What I'm gonna do to your planet?" Yeah, I can't wait. To yeah, do, yeah you know, and like it's that. and and what you're getting here is a younger, fierce, like evil thing. Like you thought Thanos was a badass. Yeah. this is a time travel Thanos. This is right. Thanos before all. I mean, of this he's shit. the head of his grand was, army this thing. Is like when he's he, galactic Genghis. Yeah, this is when Genghis he was Khan. the Genghis Khan type of Thanos. So this is conquering. So this is when he he just knows. You just have to bring the stones to me. Yeah. So it's like I'm just gonna destroy your planet now. You know, and right. it's like they, I, I, I loved how they brought him back in such a way that it was like it doesn't hurt his character at all. It makes him stronger. It was like fuck, man. And I saw and some in, and within the context of the battle, like you, you get a lot of really good battle shots. Oh yeah. And like comic book oh, yeah. style things in that last hour and a half, and Dude, I that, think that's where a lot of the action is located. I think the front end. I think the first hour of the movie. The first hour drags. Drags. But I think it drags. It's better to have the first hour drag than the last hour in a three-hour movie. I recommend. I told people who were going to go see it or had been planning on going to see it that they should not. I mean, it might be counterintuitive, but if you watch Infinity for if you watch Infinity War right before seeing Endgame, which is what I did, you wind up like going from roughly like a like an hour and a half to t- almost 2 hours of just straight excellent comic book almost anime battle stuff to like this really low like devastated sequence and it actually messes with the pace a lot because it's 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 like a huge letdown um if you give it time i think if folks like that hadn't watched it again in probably like yeah. a couple months or something, no, go I, into I it. Can see that. And then it like kind of like, oh yeah, they have been gone. And so you're yeah. almost in that mentality where no, they just left. Oh, this movie's I different. can't do the five year thing because I haven't been waiting yeah. like that. Yeah. I just watched the movie again. Yeah. I you mean know? the end game is 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 it's depressing the first hour. It's really it's it's just a lot of you know, it's it's the end is there's an excellence in the end. We'll get to it. Oh the end, yeah. The end okay, so so we're gonna switch over to T V and I'm gonna let you just go with Game of Thrones. What episode it's are we a, on it's now? A, it's a brief Four? thing. It's I think no, it's I think the fifth one. F- fifth I think it's will be because what? they're only fifth doing six. They're only doing six this season. So what? Fifth will be this Sunday or is uh, it the it's se- tomorrow night? So okay, so there, we're, the we're on the fifth fifth episode. Yeah, and it's so it's the penultimate episode. We've only got one more after this one. Um, so on Sunday. I I know nothing about Game of Thrones. I've never watched a single episode. I watched probably twenty minutes of the episode like two weeks ago that everybody complains was too dark. Oh it yeah, wasn't it wasn't too dark on my TV because the brightness was turned all the way the fuck up. Okay, because you know when we play video games, the brightness is up, so sure. you could see shit. But I can see how people would be like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, especially if you're anything. watching on like a laptop screen. But I, I was watching like, oh, this is Game of Thrones, everybody, and this is supposed to be a big episode. I'm gonna turn it on, and I turned it on midway through, and I had no fucking idea what was going on, and it wasn't exciting to me at all. No. I mean, shit was going on, like a lot of action, right? And that fucking girl was killing a bunch of people, but I was like, I don't know who any of these people are, so you know, I, I don't care. I'm gonna let you do your thing on this one, so. Game of Thrones. Yeah, my only um my only observation cuz I followed it uh maybe it came aboard on like season 2 
and like followed it. And by that I mean, you know, I'd check on the Reddit occasionally, um, see what folks like were talking about, thinking about. There was a time when the show was primarily focused on like um, adapting the books, and now that they've run out of books, a lot of folks are saying and that, sex. Well. Yeah, I I mean the books have that too in them. It's and it's and apparently, it is apparently I mean, there's seen, a lot of sex. Yeah, if you've in seen Game the author um, Game of Moans. If you've seen George R. R. Martin, um he's got this uh um well I won't describe him. He's actually quite a he's actually a rather famous guy. And so I always had just the slightest bit of difficulty in reading um, you know, his descript some of the descriptions. The descriptions of food were challenging uh because they're 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 elaborate. I mean, one of the primary uh, world-building techniques, I think, of the later books is, like, just telling you how crazy their food is, <laughs> um, which is gnarly. Uh, anyway, but that's that's a side, that's sidetracking it. The books that what I'm trying... The, the earlier point was just that the, the books have some salacious stuff in it. And HBO, for, I mean, the better part of a decade, maybe more, has been known as... Uh, has been known for putting on uh, stuff that has "quote unquote" sex position, and you know where they're telling you they're Skin telling em, you plot sk- points, they're but they're max, putting man. yeah, but they're putting women or scantily clad women or or uh, men dropping f bombs oh, yeah. or both. I watched Spartacus, man. There was a oh, lot of sex in that. Is show. that an early age? Yeah, that yeah, would have been. Yeah, no, that was day. like you know two thousands HBO. Okay, or yeah, like, yeah. You know, two, not you know, but yeah. Well, I, I know what you mean. Like yeah, two thousand twelve so, um, type of shit. Yeah. So again, so about his uh, his. You know, descriptions of things, what that includes, you know, when I'm talking about elaborate descriptions, we're also talking about the way his treatment, the author's treatment of the characters is uh, rather than having them go from plot point A to plot point B because he's already mapped that plot, he kind of writes about the character, like asks himself, for example, what would the character do in this situation and then sees where that goes. Um, And you may get, uh, I was reading an article about this, you may get more authentic characters in that way. Uh, but it may be more difficult to bring a plot home. And that's why you may be two books away from finishing the thing, but the HBO series is almost done. Yeah. You know, that kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Um, and so uh, at the same time, what the show's now having to do to bring it home is kind of step away from the character building, the world building. Actually, not to not to gripe, but also I think there's a lot of, in terms of the writing, there's inconsistencies that are really hard to... Um, really hard to like as a viewer to watch. There are several sequences in the show that really tick you off. Your anger is usually focused on the characters because, perfectly consistent with the characters they presented to be, they do miserable, miserable things. People are killed that you would really rather not see killed, you know. And the show has kind of gained noto- notoriety and part of its popularity is from that shock factor. Yeah, but that's to me that I, I love that. Like yeah. I stopped watching Walking Dead because they stopped doing oh, that. Oh goodness! They right. stopped doing that, and that well, to me is and, like and, yeah. And then we're talking about it makes the show is like you know, to me, I I like the fact that you can write a character to have an audience feel for, and take them away from the audience without them expecting it in a second, like with no no hesitation. As a writer, like it, it seems like it's like it's just a, it's a really interesting move to do. And it's just I've always like the types of there's there's movies that I watch that they they have that same type of of, you know, they you you get a character and you're like, man, this guy's a badass. And then he ends up getting killed like out of nowhere. And you're like, what the fuck? And it's like that complete lack of thought that the like 
that the how the audience will feel about that. And I can see how that can get irritating in, in a t- TV series when you've been following them along for you know hour long episodes for eight episodes or hour long. You know, for for what eight to twelve episodes each for fucking seven seasons. You know, and they've been you know? doing something uh, kind of. I don't know, and I think they've been doing it for a while, but they'll post uh, with included with, um, for example, on HBO Go and their streaming services, things like that. They have the episode be immediately followed by, or rather, like a docu, a little a little docu um, snippet, fifteen minutes maybe. Behind the scenes, behind the making, you know, I think it's making of Thrones or something like that, and they take you in, and the 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 writers and the creators will just kind of discuss some of the decisions they made and what their thinking was, and you really get a sense of like just the sheer um, the sheer shallowness of some of the thoughts in terms of uh, you know people weren't expecting this, and so we did this, yeah. uh, and 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 that can again you have to bring if you're gonna finish the thing. Uh, you're you're gonna have to uh, chop through some of the weeds of the garden. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you to to extend the metaphor, um, the author in the first place may have been an outstanding gardener and and built incre- an incredible you know flourishing thing. But if you're gonna you know cut a path through it, right, you're gonna have to mess some stuff up. I th- and I think that's a big part of what's been happening in the show. And it has folks. There's a lot of folks on the internet for whatever for yeah, whatever I've that's seen, worth. I've seen a lot of right. people not happy with with what's been going on so far. Right. Other than you and know, talking to folks, you know, because I mean, a lot of people watch the show. I mean, a lot, of, yeah, a lot. Right. In, in, I mean, it's been out there. People have not been happy, so it's it's interesting because, like I said, I don't know. And it was a part it. of. And I remember that it was, smug little kid in the show because I like oh. him. I just see his face and I like that guy. He looks like an evil character though that nobody would like. You might have been earlier in the show. I'm no, no, no. The guy who's like the king now, the little smug little bastard. The little kid that sits there with the little... He's not like little. He's like a teenager. But he's that little smug... From sm- earlier in the show. Is mm-hmm. he earlier in the show? Yeah, I thought he's around right now. No, he got killed off. Okay, cool. So I think you're thinking of Joffrey, who is like universally reviled. He's like a smug teenager. Smug little fucker, yeah. yeah. I always, now yeah, it's like... I see that know, little... The, yeah, yeah that, that, kid, that kid was always like, I like that guy. He looks like a smug little fucker. Yeah. Is the midget guy still not the midget? The 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 dwarf dwarf. uh, Peter Dinklage is he still Um, around? Excellent actor, outstanding. He he is. Peter Dinklage is just wonderfully talented. Is he still in? Yeah, he's alive. Um, unfortunately, they've given him dude. How is he even knows? How's the little person still survived? Um, with a battle going on, dragons and shit. And he called this out. He said, uh, the actor himself said in the context of an interview, he says. Um, you know, I'm supposed to be a clever character, uh, and when there's a necromancer who's raising bodies, uh, we're all hiding in the crypt. And so I guess I'm smart, but not that smart. Yeah. Right? Because if, presumably, if you're hiding around dead bodies, when yeah. someone comes making an army of dead bodies, you may be in rough shape, especially if you're underground. Yeah. You yeah. know, trapped in a certain I, I sense. I can see them. how that wouldn't make too much sense. And you know, the show, and and at, at some level, the show kind of promised, like the show promised zombies. The show promised dragon fights. You know, by the end of it, and it's having, and it is delivering some of the spectacle spectacle of that. It's interesting that it seems almost like a holdover for an earlier, uh, maybe earlier this decade. You know, kind of resurgence in political uh television shows i'm thinking of house of cards i'm thinking of uh did, early game of thrones I'm did they of, did they kill the uh the the like cold darth maul yeah they did oh man. Uh, what the, the hell that guy was cool looking yeah too. the ninja gal um 
the ninja gal who was killing people all over, Arya. What? He was called. She, a, he uh, was called a ninja gal. No, that's not what she's actually called. <laughs> what's she's, the, what's the what, uh, she's what? Arya Stark, a house winner. I'm gonna nerd what's, out here. She's Arya Stark, a house Winterfell. That, that um, bitch killed like, her. The crazy oh, actually, one? what am I saying? She's no one. She was the one that was going crazy. Someone she supposed she supposed to be able to take faces. And execute people silently. She, she was going. I don't know why she's not in King's Landing now. She was going crazy can, though in that episode when I watched it. Like, yeah, she was killing she, a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. She killed that. I mean, fucking. She killed Maisie Williams, the actress. She killed did. Happy Happy Darth Maul. Yeah, like she did. Blue Darth Maul, like a little hand flip. And Maisie Williams, I guess, does a lot of the stunts, and she's um, she outstanding performance. You know, the actress is to be praised. Um, speaking of speaking of the political stuff, um, you know, while the while we have. I think what is it? Twelve minutes left in the loser hour. No, I mean we could go. We could go a little over. We could just riff. Um, okay, so I mean, yeah, let's 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 we'll we'll uh, yeah we'll 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 go right into that. So let's let's um. So one thing I was thinking about. You know, I don't know how much I want to talk about. I had thought I had thought of uh, clearing up what I think are a handful of misconceptions about. Um, say the Mueller investigation about uh, first it was Russian collusion. Uh, right now, there's a lot of talk about it being uh, about obstruction of justice and these sorts of things. Well, it was it was always it was like obstruction, and then they went collusion, and then it back to obstruction because they kind of Mueller's stru- mandate was to, to was to look into potential uh, potential uh, interference and collusion between the uh, Russian government on the one hand. And the Trump administration, or or and prior the Trump uh, campaign. Yeah. So right? the way they they, so, they they're just to me they're gonna die on the hill. They're dying on that hill. I mean, it's and we no longer you're no longer hearing about collusion. Um, pri- I think primarily because the Mueller report found, uh, indicated it, that they did not find. Yeah, that. it's it's out um, there too for the public. That's that's yeah, and it's that's the right. thing. I, I, well, I the, well, just well touch now on the that, and that. the Democrats are now the Democrats in Congress are, in the House at least are threatening and have uh, have you know they're going for uh, holding Barr in contempt of Congress. So they found Barr in contempt of Congress. Uh, Barr being the the current Attorney General because he hasn't. Uh, proffered to them or given to them uh, the unredacted version of the Mueller report. The narrative, of course, being that uh, you know that's where the good stuff is. Yeah. And the version that isn't redacted, that's where and, the good stuff and is. Didn't and now he, the, didn't he release the redacted pages other than like two pages that were he classified? Released, he released some of it to um, to the leaders in the of the congressional Democrats. Yeah, and it's still but not, they refused, still not good but enough. they refused on principle because no, everyone gets to see it or not. Yeah, yeah. It, I, Regardless of the motivations, there's a. Pol- I think I believe there's a political calculus going on there. Yeah, Regardless uh, well, of the motivations, of course there. Is. I mean, it's not. It's not too terribly different from, um, and and it's not a whataboutism, right? Because I'm not about to say, well, these people did this thing, so it's all right to do. Um, I only my only, I, I like to combat the following. There's a lot of talk about the current president being unprecedented. There has never been someone like this before. There has never been someone who has done. The things that he has done, nor said the things that he has said. And the president, in this way, is a threat like we have never seen before. And for this reason, we must have... And, and I could go on, right? But the, yeah. And I don't mean to dramatize it. I don't mean to mock. What I mean but to say is that, that I, you, you hear a you, lot of you, that. You, you sound see like, a lot of You that. sound like every person on Twitter that My calls themselves a journalist. Right, you unfortunately. S- you sound like well, I mean, it's, was, it the Was it the Washington Post, which I... While I was actually back when I was in university, I remember thinking of the Washington Post as this 
um, actually as a, you know, something of an, I, I hate using the word objective in this way. Right. But what I, what I mean is I, I enjoyed uh, a lot of their writing and I enjoyed a lot of what they'd been publishing because I thought that it was even handed. And when this president was elected, they changed their tagline to democracy dies in darkness. <laughs> and so when I use the tone I was using earlier, I, I'm thinking of democracy dying in darkness. That's 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 so that's primarily where I'm coming yeah. from on that because yeah. I think the Washington Post can be representative here, and I think it's I don't think it's too terribly different in some of the other uh, you know larger news outlets and uh, publications. So uh, setting aside, I think setting aside um, the contempt. Oh, actually, I was talking about what aboutism. So uh, be, without getting into that, I just wanted to make reference to uh, you know again trying to debunk this idea that the president is this unprecedented threat. That there's no, that we've never seen something like this and that, for example, that an attorney general has never been held in contempt of Congress for refusing to proffer things. Did, and then did, the executive didn't that, is... Didn't that happen like less than five years ago? And the executive then asserts executive privilege to cover it. Yeah, did, it didn't, the last, Eric, didn't the last president do that? The last president did that. Did, Eric, did, Eric Holder and um, President Obama. Did, did didn't Nancy same. Pelosi... Uh, like, didn't she stay stone cold silent for that? But now she's saying that, well, I that mean, it's, Barr should uh, resign or be impeached. Of, of and look, you can't. At some level, I have a hard time faulting political what I think are political political actors for doing what makes sense for someone on their team to do. Like, I get why they're by. by, by here's what I think the American people might have a hard time doing is pretending like that's not what they're pretending like. You know, it's not the purely yeah. partisan hackery yeah. thing. Yeah. And I think and I think it's not I don't think it's really all that uh, uh aggressive or bold to suggest that the current US Congress is gripped by partisanship. Yep. Right? And for that reason is is as a, having a hard time getting I don't know what it means to get things done in Congress mostly because I don't know that uh we need to be having we need laws passed all the time for all sorts of new things. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know, know that the fir- I, I don't know, know that we thing. always ne- I don't know that we always need new laws. Right? Part of part of me wonders if the end of the legislative project, and when I say the end, like the thing we're going for, like the goal, part of me wonders isn't that if it isn't to get to a place where we have rigged up the laws, the laws are fair. As a result of the laws being fair, we don't tinker with the laws anymore. We can, but we don't have. And in this way, our elected representatives wouldn't be these people that live in a very specific place, surrounded very, by a very specific set of people, Right, talking about a very specific set of ideas, many of which are, whether they're controversial or widely accepted in the country, a lot of times there's a massive divergence. Right, a lot of times it comes apart. Right, so I, I wonder. I. Anyway, but that can be a pipe dream, right? So the yeah, idea that yeah. the idea that uh, the idea that an attorney general being held in contempt of Congress is it's, like some it's radical thing. It's like it's, it's laughable. It's just not. And it's, so, it's, yeah, no, I, I completely um, agree. I, I think it's funny that it's, I mean, to me, this is what I see a lot. Cause I mean, I, 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 I get a, a, a thrill with, the, I, I shouldn't say thrill, but I get a, a immense amount of joy, uh, trolling these fucking crazy leftists on Twitter because they're just so batshit insane. And to me, it, it, it's just like a lot of crazy people out there. And, and it's like Trump, Trump can say, like this is for example, you know, last week or two weeks ago, sure. you know, when Biden um, announced he was he was running, Trump can say Sleepy Joe, 
<laughs> Literally, that's all he said. Like sure. he he said a, he he tweeted something else, right. but you know he 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 coined him Sleepy Joe. Yeah, and all these fucking people that are are journalists and media personalities, then they come up with their own hashtag, deranged Donald. And to me, I just, it's like, dude, he's got you guys in the fucking palm of his hands. Like, he literally can say, he can call somebody a name, and then you guys come up with a counter name that gets it trending on Twitter, and both of them are trending, like, simultaneously right, right next to each other. And it's like, this is what you guys are focusing on right now? Like, when there is actual shit going on around the world and in our country, and that's what you're focusing on? Yep. This fucking guy calling Joe Biden Sleepy Joe? Like... You people in in politics have said much worse there's things. A, there's when did but, when did our political when did the political discourse get so petty? Oh, it's so and, 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 and what and I, it's and, I do, and I don't mean I don't mean to diminish or like minimize like things. For example, acts or things that the president says that I think are just completely wrongheaded, right? That I don't <laughs> that I don't agree with or affirm, okay. and, and I think a lot of folks don't and oh, and wouldn't in any way. How, how many presidents? Ah. Have there ever been that have ever said you know that you can hundred percent agree? Other than other than my mother, who just like says every like everything Trump says is, is gold there for some reason, but it's I, because I she people, yeah, it's I'm because she she, like she loved The Apprentice, so it's like oh, it's yeah. like it's like he can do no wrong. But right. there are people like that, so I understand that in a way. But it's like really, presidents will do things you like and things you hate. But this president, it's like man, that that one side, every single thing he does whether it's a stupid nothing statement they hate and they treat it as like you said when did when did our fucking political discourse get this it's juvenile it's yeah, like I it's like i sit here and i see these people that are grown adults and it's like i'll see the blue check mark on twitter next to their name i'm like who the fuck is this guy and then sure. i go and i i pull his page up and he's like you know a contributing writer for you know the Washington Post or or the New York Times. I'm like this fucking guy just tweeted something that is absolutely insane, yep. like w over nothing. Like, are you kidding me? It's it's did just. Did you see? Did you see the? Um, I think it was a Pennsylvania state representative who was videotaped. This was in front of a Planned Parenthood. It led yes, to like I did a big rally. This. Yes, I did. I guess he was. This is fantastic. I, when I say fantastic, I mean it's the sort of thing that I think is eye opening. Um, and I think should be just generally accepted as out of bounds. And here's here's what it's been widely reported he did. I've seen the video. It seems like this is accurate. Um, he had his cell phone out, and there were there were I think three underage, like 14, 15, 16. I don't know their ages exactly. I haven't checked. Right, I wasn't truth told. I wasn't all that interested. Just they could they were like visibly teenage like gals, yeah. and I guess they were praying or something in front of the uh, in front of the Planned Parenthood. And this guy has his cell phone out and is videotaping and starts hollering about asking them for their names and for where they live, and then saying that he offers a hundred bucks um, for folks to hundred dollars for folks to you know provide their names. What, I think the internet. I think the term that's been kind of doxing. Coined, doxing, right? Um, and, and and yeah, if and you, if you do that fucking shit, whether you're on the left or the right, yeah, left or right, whoever fucking, we are. Well, put it. Let's let's put it this way, right? Um, mentally. Mentally normal. Let's just say, let's just say, healthy folks, healthy adult men, in their twenties, thirties, however old you like, healthy adult men, don't come up to teenage women, videotape them, and try to get their information. 
really almost for any reason, right? And and that's the thing. And I think I think that's the critical that, thing is for any reason, right? Like that, so, this guy's gonna say I got like a really good reason though. That's uh, harassment. Like, I mean, but it's what like, if I have a really good reason though? Like your reason, yeah. It will fucking. Like that, that, it's just not how it works, no. right? Like, and and to my mind, it's what's really strained about it is the uh, the reason that might be offered. Look, I'm standing up for women. To these teenage women, I have to speak out for women. But dude, to like, these what, teenage women, what happened to like? Like, I don't play the I'm a white male. Like, I don't I don't call people out for the color of their skin, and I think and I think it's foolish to do so. Right. Yes. Correct. So I'm not going to say, like, Mr. Sims or Representative Sims is this color or that color, or this sex or that sex, as if these things matter to what he's saying and what he's doing. But he, the fact that he's a male matters to the what he's saying and what he's doing. The fact that he's of age matters to what he's saying and what he's doing. And so I think, I think, I think one thing that we're losing is an ability. And I and I and I hear folks on the left when they feel like. This president is doing and saying things that I th- that I've heard it said, and I thought that was out of bounds. I thought we were going to do that. I think a lot of times that's built in misconception about what presidents have done in the past, unfortunately, and about the natures of the executive. Right? I don't think the executive can bring charges against himself. That I don't think that makes any sense. Right? From a constitutional standpoint, federal law enforcement is at the it's the executive. Right. And the executive was elected. So Trump can, you know, what's called obstruction, you know, well, it, it would it, maybe we get into maybe we get into some of that stuff another time. But, you know, I wanted one thing I wanted to talk about connected to, you know, ideas about. Um, had we talked about had we mentioned at all, uh, you know, some of the some of the tweets and some of the hubbub that had been surrounding the stem well, the, shooting. You, you were before we get into that. Yeah, because yeah, of what yeah. we were talking about right now with your whole uh, this, this. Um, oh yeah, don't let me jump th- away. Th- no, no, I want. I want to just jump back into. To, yeah, bring I, it back. I saw a funny tweet today that I oh, just have. To, I have. Oh, yeah, to, I have to bring it up because please. it was just. It was too funny, because you know one of the one of the woke skulls out there. She uh, Alyssa Milano. She tweeted this mm. morning. She tweeted... Uh, it's like uh, an actress, right? Yeah. 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 She, she tweeted, our reproductive rights are being erased. Until women have legal control over our own bodies, we just cannot risk pregnancy. Join me by not having cannot sex until we... pregnancy? Yeah. yeah. Just join me by not having sex until we get bodily... Wait. <laughs> so she's urging abstinence? Yes. Yes. She goes, so I'm saying... calling for a hashtag sex strike. Pass it on. With a symbol of a of that, a pink X, is that right? With a hashtag sex strike, it was a top trend today on Twitter, guys. It was many, 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 many left leaning male personalities that are on Twitter that are either writers. Did she or say that they can't risk pregnancy? Can't risk pregnancy because they don't have control over their own reproductive rights. So and there was a time when uh, human beings thought that more human beings was a good thing. So, so to me, it's just this is how crazy right. we're at right now. It's yeah, it's, it's that's, that. Well, me, I mean, no, I mean pure. the craziness. I mean, it's it's all, it's not parody, but but listen to this. So, because this person believes that offspring, right, like whatever offspring, however tiny, right, offspring are off the table as far as like killing, right, like killing the offspring, getting getting it out of the body as an exercise of bodily autonomy, 
right? My body, my choice. This They call it a parasite. They call it a clump of cells. Whatever the offspring is, right? However you want to talk about it. We're talking about killing and removing something, right? So this person is saying that because uh, she, it seems, it appears to her that that's, gonna, that's not on the table anymore, that she's going to refrain from procreating or at least doing the act the very just specific act complete, that results in procreation so just no com- sex no sex because like it's like you can't you can't so she's going to just there abstain are ways from to pre- sex a, to there prevent, are ways to pra- she's practice she's going to abstain uh, from sex to prevent pregnancy yeah no, just just is that is abstain, that the solution that uh, she's proposing uh, yeah pretty much i mean i just you, I, you know here's the thing like i i did think that was funny when i first read it but the truth is that and and, and it would take a long time to spin out Right, because there's there's intersectional claims about identity that you have to tangle with when you're talking about this. If you want to, in in my view, if you want to be respected by folks, maybe listening from the left, right, or maybe undecided down the middle, maybe not subscribing to like a, you know, like what I would call like the red blooded straight white American, or maybe the, well, that's what they would call yeah, the heteronormative. They, yeah, that's what they would yeah. right, that sort of thing. Um, so you have to set. I I think you know having having studied uh, and having studied around folks who were deep into that stuff and, you know, having to think about, okay, how do we, how do we still talk productively? How do we still speak to one another productively? How do we still think together? Um, you know, you have to, you kind of have to give, you know, to my mind, the, I don't know that it's giving the devil his due, but you kind of have to speak the language at a certain level, I think, to like find your way out. But, you know, without getting, again, that's another, another rabbit trail, an, a whole other rabbit trail. But yeah, get into your 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 stem shooting. Oh, because yeah, no, the so stem the stem shooting that's, was see that's w- brief, and I the stem shooting I'll, I'll I'll say was was awful, like all these these shootings are. And right. I do want to just say I, I want to touch on something just real quick about oh, about school shootings. Of course, as I always see a lot of people saying, parents especially saying, you know, I, I don't want to live in a world where where my child has to, you know, go into a school and and randomly do do you know active shooter drills and there there's a possibility of a shooter you know and and I understand yeah that that's horrific to think about but we've always done drills at schools and yeah maybe not for for our type of like you know for us millennials so to say, you know, we, we had fire drills. It's you know, it's it's a scary thing, but you it's think not about as, a fire drill. It's actually kind of it, messed up. Yeah, it's it's if you think it's, about yeah, it. As a little kid, it's very yeah. Terrifying. So uh, what are we gonna do if the building's burning? Yeah. So let's I do mean, exactly it, what we would do if yeah. everything's on fire. So I mean, it, it it is a terrifying thing as a kid. You you know, I, and and we we went to elementary school. I always remember the fire drills were stressful and and yeah, they were kind of intense. They, they were they were always intense. yeah because they were like sirens. But, but they are no yeah they are nowhere near the level of, you know an active shooter drill. Putting that in the kid's head could be very fucked up. But do you know why we do you know why we did a uh, do you know why we did the fire drills? I just realized we did the fire drills because we live in a world where there are fires. Right? Yeah, like fires yeah. can break out. Yeah, and and know? okay, so that that you know that goes into what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, back in during during the Cold War era, you know right. th- there there were were nuclear test drills at schools right where you know maybe our parents had to deal with something like that you know right. i know i remember my mom telling me that she had to do something like that when she was in in school and it's like okay he, he, when when the sirens come on you get under your desk and you know it's a nu- nuclear right. bomb test 
It's right. you know, and that was an actual setting aside how effective that would be in the event. I mean, if you it would be totally ineffective. Yeah, but thinking about putting how 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 does that how does that 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 make a, a you know a child think uh, that our whole world they, could be destroyed by nuclear? They live in a world where nuclear weapons could cause could cause harm. devastating and, harm. And, it, and, and at they, least we're and being they, somewhat and prepared. Do. Yeah, and they, and they do. And that's you know, the world they live in. Yeah, the har- the harsh reality is, yeah, there there are, there are school shootings, and I wish there wasn't school shootings. We, I think every normal, sane human would wish there was never school shootings, but there are. And to be prepared about them, right? It, to me, it seems like a smart thing to do. Well, because yeah, and, and to because have the re- kids aware, yeah, yeah, especially older kids, high school kids. You know, if they're happening at colleges and high schools, which they seem like they're happening just as frequently as they're, they're not happening at elementary schools as much, which is a fucking great thing. Don't you know? Yeah. We don't want that happening. But if they're ha- happening at high schools and stuff like that, at least there are kids that know this and yeah. they're aware and they're thinking, "What can I do if this happens?" Right. And I know you, you, you know, you, you have thoughts on that, and that's the kind of thing that you know because to my mind like you said we we live in a world with evil people and yeah. you can't avoid evil well that's people. where yeah that's that's and, actually where my thought that's part know, of where my thought was going the, the was the internet and and all this kind of shit makes it to where you have access to so much now that it's it's easy for somebody that has problems to to feel like they can you know make it make a difference in their little fucked up world and do something fucked up and you know, like you had mentioned the manifest from New Zealand, you know, it's like these people keep putting right. out fucking manifests that, that mention other people. And, you know, it's that kind of shit that it's like, well, and, and you know, in reviewing f- that, I actually probably left that hanging because in reviewing that, it became pretty apparent that you're dealing with a crazy person. Yeah. You're dealing with a right? complete like psycho. Yeah. You know? You're a lot of, a lot of give, times that's what we, that's we what give find, a lot of, a lot of attention to these fucking psychos and a lot of people that's the thing about see the, the that stem, shit. That, the STEM thing was, the reporting on it, I thought was 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 yeah. was correct. Was and what really I mean by that is, I could not tell you the names of the people. I could not. I've read about it. I could not tell you the yeah, names of the folks that pulled the tr- that were shooting. Yep. I could tell you the name. I could tell you Kendrick Castillo. Yep. He's an eighteen-year-old kid. You know, sunglasses. Or it's not sunglasses, but like you know, glasses. I guess he was. He, he taught other kids JavaScript. Yeah, he, he looked like a. He looked. He just looked like so a very kind of nerdy the, kind of kid, like quiet a kid. Quiet guy, but look like one of those kids that you'd go to high school with that everybody liked because he yeah, because nice he was person. super cool to everybody because he was a because by all by all appearances he was kind yeah right I'm not saying that he wasn't I'm saying folks saw him as a kind person yeah. and he was esteemed for that right and so this person this kind quiet again kind of dweeby looking guy rushes the shooter rushes him so people have a chance to get out the out of the classroom right you know and so and so. A big in a big way, the coverage surrounding it has been around him, around his name, and around you know they yep. they held a vigil remembering him. And when when the students felt like it was being hijacked for like gun control type political purposes, you know, I guess I, it was reported that they they walked out. No, I, I, that they, there, there's that video they, of it. And they, it. They got up and left. Yeah, they, I think I think that's a remarkable thing, and I think it says I think it actually says something about. I think I think that makes sense mo- the most sense as a response to two things that I think are connected. Um, the first is um, kids or or people generally seeing genuine examples of heroism, right? Someone uh, you know to borrow the Captain of America phrase from Avengers you were talking about earlier. You know when someone lays down on a wire to let someone else walk over them. You know the idea of laying yourself down 
right? And so that some someone yeah. else might derive some and, benefit, and, right? To save somebody else. And we we had two of these type. We had we you know we had the stem shooting, and then we had the the synagogue shooting. And in the synagogue shooting, there were also two, you know, heroes in that. It, both both military veterans. One was an off duty border security, and one was packing, and they. Yeah, with the, one they of them were able to engage one, the guy one of them realized out. his gun was jammed and they, they charged I heard, him. I think the I think the rabbi said that. I don't know how widely that was reported. Yeah. I know that the rabbi said that the gun that he believed the gun, that the gun, the had, gun jammed, had jammed and that's the, when someone they went were, for it. Yeah. The gun had jammed or they were out of ammo. I'm not sure. Something, but, something like that. Okay, but there yeah. was but and I mean there's there's multiple in that one. There was a woman right. who, who who she dived in front of the rabbi to save his life. Right. You know, and and it's interesting to see how, like you said, the, the coverage of the STEM school compared to the coverage of the synagogue. You know, we get the sure. coverage of the synagogue because because I mean the synagogue the shooter was a yes to, yeah. because the synagogue shooter was a white supremacist I know. piece and that's of shit. Whole, I mean, it's a whole it's a whole yeah. yeah we go into right. that angle instead of the heroes that you know help stop this guy from butchering more people. And I think the I think a big reason why the kids responded the way they did is is again seeing that in one of their classmates, someone they knew, yeah. like like the, that living embodiment right yeah. of heroism of laying yourself down. And it's I think it's connected to, at the same time, if that was you as a kid. That's connected to. I heard one of the kids talking about. She was speaking in front of front of them. I was watching the video, and I heard her talking about how it was like the scariest thing of her life, right? Like that, that folks didn't understand just how terrifying it was. Like this person was going, like there were monsters in the school, right? Just brutally harming people, and there were and they were trying to honor and remember one guy, or two guys, or however many it was, but. Kendrick, yeah, who had stood up and had tried to stop the monster, yeah, right, and so at some level it seems like, you know, there's an acknowledgement there that there are monsters that that they, that those things exist that there are folks who want deadly harm. Mm -hmm. They wish this. Uh, when when, no, when we say no that we when it. we say that we want our kids to not to live in a world where they have to fear such things, we're, we're speaking. We speak as one when we say that. Who does? Who who is it that doesn't want that? Well, they're the folks that we have to worry about, and they're out there, right? And so, you know, without getting into, like, thought crime stuff of how you try to figure out who these people are, how do you try to prevent these things, do you do something like that? Is that the sort of thing that the government does? Is that something the private citizen does? Questions about vigilanteism, questions about, you know, it makes you almost think of minority report. Like, you know, there are these things about you that indicate to us that you may harm people, and that's a serious problem. You know, that kind of thing. But returning to the idea that, if there are those people, if, if there are folks who want to do harm, much like there are fires, much like there are nu like there are nuclear weapons, features of the world that when we say, "Hey, we don't want a world like that," okay, me neither. Yeah, but I, at some level, it's not up to us. No, and we, so we have to prepare for a world that isn't entirely up to us. So we have to do things with what is up to us. One thing that's up to us, and here's, and this is this is actually something I wanted to cap on because I think there's, I think, Endgame does an incredible job of showing, you know, like a family guy who sacrifices his his life with his child, like his daughter. He he goes in part, you know, you see Tony Stark long before what happens, um, what he does to save everybody, and what the cost is to him. You see him looking at a photo of Peter Parker. Some kid that he, you know, he kind of took under his wing and who he kind of loved as a son, um, which is a, for the character, is like a huge development. But jumping back to 
um, you know, in a world where there's big bad purple guys who want to kill everybody, or maybe it's just bad white guys or other colored guys, whomever it happens to be, that their vision of the good life involves killing other people. Maybe that maybe those are really bad other people, right? But maybe they're not. And what I what I was thinking of is, you know, when we're talking about our responses to it, I think when they bring up the legislative response, we should outlaw this or that. It almost feels like students are saying, I can't help but wonder, it's already illegal to shoot up a school. You know, and, and you see writers and folks who are, you know, giving commentary. I think the guy writing in The Week uh, is named Peter Weber. And he's writing about how uh, there was, uh, he's referring to an interview that they had done with like a 12-year-old kid. And the twelve-year-old kid says that he would have grabbed an, that he wanted to grab an aluminum bat, and uh, because if they came for him, if he was going to go down, he was going to go down fighting. And I think, I think there are at least two schools of thought. One school of thought is again, I don't want to live in, and this is what I think Peter Weber says: uh, I, maybe we don't want to live in a world where that's what our twelve-year-olds have to think. And maybe it's not a good idea to valorize or to treat as heroes these people that go in against shooters because they shouldn't have to deal with shooters in the first place. I think he says, uh, the problem is guns. The problem has always been guns. And it seems to me that the problem, whether it's, again, a big purple genocidal alien or just the wickedness in the hearts of man, people three, four, five doors down... Um, you know, you, your response can be, well, we shouldn't have a world like that. They shouldn't be here. Okay, they shouldn't. I think the kid who wants to who wants to try to stop them, 12 years old, let's go, little buddy. That's a little fighter. What happened to, what happened to fighting? What happened to fighting for yourself? I mean, they teach, I think right now, with the, with the, when they do the trainings, what they're teaching them is, uh, what is it, like run, hide, fight? And I'm not saying that's wrong. I think that I think that there's a I think when someone has murderous intent that there can be a body toll and I think that we're seeing instances in the news now of people who are trying to prevent the body toll and they lose their lives. And yep, the the sacrifice, the sacrifice. And and I mean that's it seems to me that that's heroism. Yeah. Right. That's that's the quintessential no, the, heroic totally, it, act. It, it totally seems. is. Those people are heroes because it's I a mean, new. I, it, yeah. I I yeah. don't know. You know. I always think of that. If you're willing to do that, save a complete stranger, you know, that's doing something evil. Yeah, you know, you're a hero, and you should be treated as as such. Why? You know, we treat our 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 war heroes or what our veterans. You know, certain people that do heroic things in battle, we treat them like heroes. These people are doing things. On our homeland, and they're not—they're not like they haven't signed up to do that. It would be—it would just be regular right, citizens, right? And they should be—they—they they should be, you know, given something too, because, you know, people imagine imagine like yeah, some sort of uh, like a civic thing where, yeah, you, you, more than you just say, seeing their name say, printed yeah, a bunch in the paper. Yeah, you sa- you save people's lives during a horrific event. You know, it's like you it d- seems like that's the thing to do. Like yeah. I'm not saying that it's easy to do. Yeah, stop stop right reporting. and no and 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 of course we would have it be that no one ever had to. Yeah. I mean take take we can work toward a world 
Yeah. Take note from the 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 way that that this whole stem shooting thing happened because yeah, I mean that this should be how they handle it, all these types of situations. Yeah. Valorize and make and, let's and not speak talk, of as though he's a hero. Let's not talk about the killer. No, let's not mention his name. Let's not mention if he had a because at, at some level, and this is the thing because it's, it. it's boring, dude. No. It's generic. It's, it's not it's, it, murder. Is not this like art? You you might from watching television get the idea that it's this sexy, interesting thing, and death fascinates us for an obvious reason because presumably we're going to have to experience it or whatever that is. Is it an experience in the first place? But at some level, oh, what, you've got some overarching purpose? This is why you must kill? Or you're that callous and careless? It's not sexy. It's not sexy. It's boring and, and just ugly. And and I think... Well, I think that I don't know that a lot of folks choose ugliness. And maybe it's the case that those that know ugliness, they're not able to see out of that. You have to wonder about the mind state, right? Because it seems like folks like you and I wouldn't be able to just launch into just un completely unprovoked mass violence. No, no. I, I right? There's, and it seems like there's the, so many I, stops I, I that just... Think, I don't think most most people would. You know, I, I don't know how the big of a, a population of people would be able to do something... Like, right. you know, there are people out there, but I mean, most people and that, you know, it's just but I agree. We've 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 talked for almost an hour and a half and it's been I mean, a little, little time, yeah, time, time goes, goes by when you're when you're talking. Yeah, And you can chop it up. So it's a good uh, time. But yeah, I mean, so thank you for having me. Yeah. Joey's got to hit the road. He's got a hard out. He's got to go yeah, all I the way it. to. Where I'm are you going? In, I'm cruising down to Ventura County now. So yeah. So he's got to he's got to get get to the road. It's a good uh, five and a half, six hour drive or something like that. Yeah. So, so we'll he's see. he's got a fun night ahead of him. But you know, it has been th a fun this night. this was this was fun. We got to do this again when you get back into town. But you know, until next until next week, it's been good with y'all. Yep.